With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare they travel at speeds pushing 200 miles per hour the very best drivers in the world putting their lives on the line every week it's time to get the lowdown on this week's contenders, plus a look at the key driver matchups. Right now on Gone Racing. Welcome back into another edition of Gone Racing. Jeff Motley and aside Wyatt Tomchek today. Wyatt has come from behind the glass, sitting in for Brendan Gone, who couldn't make the show today. Wyatt, welcome to the show. Thank you. I was uh wasn't expecting this morning. I was got a call from Isaiah, and I know if you get a call from Isaiah. Something's wrong. So he, he called me and said, hey, we need to fill in for Gone Race. And I was on the 15. I didn't get to dress up in the South Point stuff, but I did, did my best. Well, you're doing your best to represent the Rebels. That's right. <laughs> so we got the UNLV shirt going on. Well, we're glad to have you on the on this side of the glass. You're, Wyatt's behind the glass every week on the other side producing the show. So we just put him on the set this week. So first, first order of business is the big news this weekend in NASCAR. Tyler Reddick, who uh, he just won his first race at Road America a couple of weeks ago for Richard Childress Racing, uh, certainly was going to be one of the hottest free agents at the end of the 2023 season announced early on that he is going to join 2311 racing Denny Hamlin, Michael Jordan's team starting in 2024, uh, an amazing uh, announcement coming this early. Yeah. I was very surprised to see that. It was clearly out of the blue. I, when I read that notification on Twitter, I had to, you know, check my phone. I was like, wait, Tyler Reddick's leaving. That's, that's a big loss. I think Jeff for Richard Childress racing, because, you know, you look at it since Kevin Harvick has left, uh, RCR really hasn't won a lot of races. I think I think a total of five, one with Newman, three with Dylan, and obviously this year with Tyler Reddick, you kind of felt that RCR kind of found a, a championship-caliber driver. And I, I just don't know where RCR goes after this. That's a, that's a tough loss. But then you look at it for uh, Denny Hamlin and Michael Jordan, what a, what a steal. Well, it is a steal for those guys. I think if you, I think if you're Richard Childress, if there's one positive thing, you got a year and a half to figure this out. Maybe not a full year and a half, but by the middle of next season, you want to figure it out. Is there a guy in the Xfinity series? Is there a guy in the Truck series? Is there a room for Ty Dillon? You know, that's Richard Childress's other grandson. He's already got Austin running over there. Are there going to be other free agent drivers? Because you've also got to figure at the end of 2023, there could be some veterans that could be without a ride that maybe he wants to bring a veteran driver in there. Um, So I think there's a lot of options Childress Mm -hmm. has. 
And I honestly don't think it's a shock that Reddick would be leaving. I think everybody assumed he was going to leave at the end of 23. He certainly uh, was going to be one of the hottest free agents, if not the hottest free agent out there. I think what will be interesting will be to see how does 2023 work with Reddick at Childress. I don't think it's going to affect him that much this year. I was going to ask you about that. Usually when we see these driver changes, you know, it's – you know, hey, you know, at the end of the year, I'm leaving. He's got a year and a half to stay with the team. I don't know if I've ever really seen that before. So I, I was going to ask you, is that going to really affect, you know, the team's motivation uh, under Reddick? Well, I think there's a reason why it won't truly – number one, it will not affect it this year, I don't believe. I believe these guys are focused on winning a championship. I think the other important thing to remember is the crew guys, whether you're the over-the-wall pit crew, you're the guys working on that race team or not, you know, you get bonused on the success of the team. So regardless of whether Tyler Reddick's going to be with you in 2024, you're getting a paycheck in 2023. And the better Tyler Reddick does, the more money you make as well. Mm -hmm. So if nothing else, you're motivated by the fact that you've got bonuses that are tied to the success of the team. So I don't really see that being an issue. Where I, my concern comes in is if you're in a situation in your midseason in 2023 and it's between Austin Dillon and Tyler Reddick for that last playoff spot – does Childress say, well, we're going to put more of our resources over here into Austin because he knows he's, we know he's with us long term? And not, not, and that's not being, you know, mean to Tyler Reddick, but just sort of the, it's just sort of human nature, I think. Yeah, that's a, it's a tough dynamic because obviously, you know, with Childress, you look at Austin Dillon, you know, you know he's going to be there for a while. The, the Tyler Reddick thing, I mean, you, you, going into 2023, like you said, it's just going to be, it's going to be very odd if if we get in that that situation because you saw in the press release by Childress, boy, that had a lot of just and disappointment. I think, in and it. I think a lot of that is the is how quickly it came about. Mm-hmm. Um, I think probably you go talk to Richard Childress in a week or two, and he's probably going to be at peace with it and start thinking about what am I going to do in twenty four. But he's going to say, "Look, Tyler Reddick is under contract through two thousand twenty three. We've got a good race team. Let's go out and win races. Let's go out and try to win a championship." And then he goes his separate way. We bring somebody else in. Look, Richard Childress Racing has been around since Dale Earnhardt. Mm -hmm. Dale Earnhardt's gone. Richard Childress Racing is still here. And Richard Childress Racing is going to be here even after Richard Childress is gone. There's, you know, his son-in-law, Mike Dillon, Austin and Ty's father. You know, he's, they're a part of running the team. Austin will probably run the team one day. That team's going to be around for a while. So whether it's Tyler Reddick or somebody else racing for him, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, that that was another thing I was thinking about because, you know, Another, you know, a historic organization, you kind of thought, you know, what's going to happen with them was kind of Roush, you know, then when they kept kind of well, losing. Know, a lot of teams like Joe yeah. Gibbs, Jack Roush, yeah. Rick Hendrick, Richard Childress, Roger Penske, none of these guys are getting any younger, but mm-hmm. I think they're all putting in good succession plans that you see out there. Yeah, I like, and then I was going to ask you, you know, if you were, you know, 2024, just based, uh, based on the Xfinity talent, who would you th- would like to see with RCR? Who do you think they will try to get? Well, I think it's not who are they going to get. It's it's going to be who can they get. Because mm-hmm. is Dale Jr. going to start his own cup team? If Dale Jr. starts his own cup team, well, Noah Gregson kind of becomes the obvious one there. Uh, College Racing is probably going to have a full t- another full-time team. Maybe A.J. Allmendinger wants to go that route. So I think that's what Childress has got to figure out is who ne- necessarily is going to be available. And is it sponsorship money coming to the table or is Chevrolet? Mm-hmm. going to jump in and say, you know, we want to hitch our wagon to to somebody. Because there's also some guys in the truck truck series, Zane Smith, Ben Rhodes, a couple of young guys, Zane Smith especially. I, Zane Smith's going to get a ride somewhere. I just think that's going to happen. So we'll see how it goes. All right, 
The news is over. Let's talk about last week's race a little bit in Atlanta. What an exciting race in Atlanta. It was a second race with the new car at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Uh, Chase Elliott, the hometown favorite, he won the race, but my goodness, if there's one guy you got to give a, a shout-out to, it's Corey LaJoy. He was right in the thick of it, right to the very end. He ended up crashing out, actually took out uh, Kurt Busch on the last lap and, and brought the caution out where Chase Elliott won the race. But uh, that was a heck of a race last week, and Corey LaJoy kind of showed that if, if he's in the right position, he can handle the car. Yeah, you know, I, I felt so sick for Corey LaJoy after uh, after that wreck. I felt, you know, he, he ran such a great race, such a perfect race, was up in the front for a good portion of it, that at least he should have been able to finish. It's so tough to, you know, look, you, you're looking at the lead on the final lap, and you end up 20, you know, whatever he was, and the car's all destroyed. So it's that was a tough, tough pill to swallow, and I feel for Corey LaJoy, but I think he did show that, He's got he's got some talent. And he's got some skill, you know, especially in these plate races. Yeah, nothing worse than being the first guy to see the white flag and never see the checkered. That is never never a good feeling. But Chase Elliott was the winner. He became our first driver to get his third win of the season. Uh, did it, like I said, at his hometown track. A lot of emotion for him. You know, I thought his interview after the race. He talked about how he's seen other guys, whether it's Jimmy Johnson winning at Fontana. Kurt Busch winning in Las Vegas, guys winning at their hometown track, what that means to him. And he was a double-digit. Of course, everybody last week was a double-digit favorite to win, but he was a 10-1 to 1 to win, uh, plus 350 for a top three. The other two guys, top three, uh, Ross Chastain, who I think that's what back-to-back runner-up finishes at uh, at Atlanta for him, a plus 350. Austin Sendrick really, really rallied. They were kind of out to lunch early in the race. He came in at a plus 600 for a top three. And I tell you, when you look at the a lot of the names in the top 10, Eric Jones, fourth, Daniel Suarez, sixth, Justin Haley, seventh, Eric Almirola, Cole Custer, and Harrison Burton, who actually led part of this race. Uh, a really, really interesting mixed bag of drivers. You, you don't see Kyle Larson. You don't see Kevin Harvick. You don't see... Kurt or Kyle Busch or Denny Hamlin. It's uh, pretty amazing, the guys that are up there. That's why I love, you know, the plate racing, quote-unquote plate racing. It was it was such a fun race. And I, I got to give a tip of the cap to Atlanta, the, the way they changed the track. These two races that they've had this year, Jeff, have been absolutely phenomenal. And it evens out the playing field. For us as, as betters, it makes it really tough. Uh, you'll see on all of our picks. That's why that last wreck really was uh, – Hurtful. It was hurtful for both uh, yeah. both the pit crew as well as for myself because yeah. I did have Kurt to win his group, which he was winning. You had Kurt, I believe, to the be top the top Toyota, Toyota we had, which uh, he was going to be. Yeah, we had that. We also had Blaney top Ford. So it was uh, that last wreck wasn't uh, beneficial for us, but you know, it, it just really I like this the style of race and I like what Atlanta has done because it evens out the field. You really don't know. Um, you know, who's going to win? You know, there were a lot of different contenders and, you know, Chase Elliott's battling it out there with Spire Motorsports and Corey LaJoy. Like, I love that it's such a crapshoot. Each, uh, you know, each plate. Wow, race. I wish Brendan was here to hear the word crapshoot. He loves <laughs> when I say crapshoot. He gets so mad at me. So I'm glad you said that too. But it is, it was. If Corey LaJoy wins, you can't call it anything but a crapshoot, right? That's right. I mean, gosh, if, if we would have picked him instead of uh, Ricky Stenhouse, you know, Picker yep. would have been floating in money or well if he if he made it to the checkered flag other props uh chase elliott also was a plus 550 as a top chevrolet austin sendrick was the top forward he was plus 700 martin truex jr ends up being the top toyota a guy had a chance to win and all of a sudden he went to the back like an anchor uh there at the end of the race but all the other toyotas had wrecked out hamlin had gotten wrecked out kyle bush got wrecked out kurt bush gets wrecked on the last lap so martin truex jr finishes 11th in the race but he comes in plus 500 and pays off some points how about uh, Brendan? 
He made three top fours, made an audible for a fourth, and still didn't get the top four. Yeah, and even the one that he audible didn't even come yeah. in. So even if we had given him his original picks, that didn't come in either. Well, let's take a quick look at our point standings now. Chase Elliott, I think, has certainly um, – pretty much become the favorite, I think, to win the championship, even though he's not first in points right now. Um, he, he's first in the standings. He's not mm -hmm. first in the total number of points, I don't believe. Actually, he is. He's at 684 now. So he has three wins. Uh, Chastain, Logano, Byron, Hamlin all have two wins. But the guys right now on the outside looking in, they got to be a little nervous. Kevin Harvick is sitting back there uh, outside the playoff race. He's 19 points out. Then Eric Almarola. And those three guys, Ryan Blaney, Martin Tricks Jr., Christopher Bell, are 14, 15, 16, but they got to be a little nervous because they don't have any wins. Yeah, I mean, you look at it for Ryan Blaney. What a season he's had. Seven top fives, uh, 10 top tens, but he's sitting there 14th in points. You know, if a couple guys get lucky here, you know, could Ryan Blaney miss the playoffs? Well, I think it makes anybody nervous, especially when you consider the fact we've got two road course races coming up and we've got Daytona coming up as we come down the stretch. So we'll get into uh, talking about this weekend's race in Loud, New Hampshire. When we come back on Gone Racing, we're looking forward to the Magic Mile up in New England this weekend. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Welcome back to Gone Racing. Jeff Motley alongside Wyatt Tomchek sitting in for Brendan Gone this week. And Wyatt, we were just talking about the standings where we are, but we've only got seven races to go before this regular season is over. So it's really getting down there. This weekend we go to Loudoun, New Hampshire. The next four races after that we go to Pocono, Pennsylvania, the tricky triangle, two-and-a-half-mile flat triangle track. Then we run the road course at Indianapolis. Then it's off to the two-mile track at Michigan, Brooklyn, Michigan. Then we got a short track, a little three-quarter-mile track over at Richmond. And then the last two races, another road course, Watkins Glen, and then the big super speedway at Daytona. Uh, we got a lot of diversity in these racetracks coming up over these next seven weeks. And with two road courses and a super speedway, you talked about Ryan Blaney and some of those guys at the bottom of the standings. 
you got to be thinking, I need a W before I get to the Daytona, right? Yeah, I don't know if, uh, like this year with this new car, that you can be able to, you know, relax with points like you did in the past. So Ryan Blaney, you know, his points, he'd probably be, you know, top three. Now he's looking at there at 14th, and there are some, like you said, some wild card tracks. I mean, you look at Indianapolis. I, I look at that race at Michigan. You know, the way this car has been running on intermediate tracks, that I, that could be an interesting one as well. I think you might have a surprise winner. So it's going to be those big-name drivers like Truex, Harvick, um, Blaney, Christopher Bell, they're going to be sweating a little bit. Well, and I think at least one thing, if you're Ryan Blaney, you don't look at any of these seven tracks that are coming up and say, man, I'm terrible there. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a guy who he's consistent every week. You know, Brendan and I like to call him the opener, you know, because he's always good early in the races. He just doesn't seem to be able to put it together right at the end, which I think is why the all-star race set up so well yeah. for him because it was a shorter race. Uh, I think Ryan Blaney's going to be fine. I don't think we're going to get the 17 winners myself. I mean, that's going to, we're going to have four new winners in the last seven races. Um, Chase Elliott winning. I mean, you got to know that Blaney and those guys were big fans of Chase Elliott winning. They want to see the guys who already have wins win these last few races if they can't. Yeah, good point. I mean, if Corey LaJoy would have won, I mean, you could have got some guys that are really, really getting nervous and maybe have to, you know, kind of throw in, you know, Hail Marys each race to say, like, I need a win. Well, absolutely. All right, so this weekend we're heading off to Loudoun, New Hampshire, New England. Uh, I can't really do my best New England <laughs> accents. You know, Pac, the car, they give a lobster. Out at the end of the race. I can call you know? up Josh Applebaum here real quick and oh, help you out. Okay, well, yeah, we need somebody to come in and speak with the accent. But, you know, uh, before we get into this year's race at, at New Hampshire, you know, you got to look. Obviously, we want to draw on past experience, even though this is going to be the first trip for a next-gen car. The last four races there have been won by Fords. Uh, three of the last four races have been won by Stuart Haas Racing, and he hadn't won in a whole lot of other places other than that. And last year it was really kind of odd because Eric Almarola truly dominated the race. Now, we had two of the top contenders, Kyle Busch and Martin Trix Jr. If you remember, it started raining, and they went off into turn one, and NASCAR hadn't thrown the caution flag. They were running first and second. They were the first two to hit the wet turn one and crashed out of the race, really kind of ruined their day. So, Maybe Almirola wasn't going to be the best car all day, but he was still the third best car if he wasn't the best car. Um, just kind of an odd race last year, so I don't know if we can really draw on that. Like you, like you guys have said for each race, is that you really can't look at you know previous years uh, with this new car. Like you mentioned uh, last year, obviously you know Kurt, uh, Kyle Busch and Martin Truex Jr. all of the 2001 All Star race going to turn one and. Doesn't stick. They hit the wall. Kyle's sitting there uh, bump drafting the uh, base car because he's mad. So it was a uh, it was a real interesting race, and I think you 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 can say last year that it was. Uh you know, a long shot winner with Eric Amarola. One is very few wins in NASCAR. Right. He's only got two career wins, I believe. That was certainly one of them. It got him into the playoffs. Eric Almarola has announced that this is going to be his final year in, in Cup Series racing anyway. Um, and he's on the outside looking in. So now a win by Eric Almarola would certainly throw things into somewhat of a tizzy, if you will. But let's take a look at this week's odds. Ryan Blaney, we just talked about the guy who needs a win. He's actually coming in as the favorite this week at a plus 600. Kyle Busch, Joey Logano, both are plus 700. Martin Trix Jr., Denny Hamlin at plus 800. Chase Elliott is a plus 900. Ross Chastain, 10 to 1. Some of the longest odds we've seen on Ross as well as he's run this year. Kyle Larson is 12 to 1. Kevin Harvick, 15. Christopher Bell, 18. Tyler Reddick, William Byron, Chase Briscoe, 20. Kurt Busch, Daniel Suarez, Eric Almirola at 25. Alex Bowman, 30. Austin Sendrick, 50. And then 100 to 1, triple digits on Michael McDowell and Eric Jones. Anything jump out at you there? One thing that I do notice, and Isaiah mentioned this 
this to me uh, last night was that Chevy really has struggled here. They haven't won in, uh, in a long time, and you know you got to go down the board all the way to Chase Elliott to be the first Chevy uh, to win the race. So you know the odds makers are really saying that this is a Ford Toyota dominated race. One guy that uh, jumped out to me that uh, you might see on our pit crew picks is uh, Joey Logano at plus seven hundred. Joey Logano at plus seven hundred, Martin Truex Jr. plus eight hundred. I, I like the way they've been the, they've raced here in the past. I think Truex is also looking for a win. I think this is kind of the race where you kind of see him uh, rise to the top uh, at a place that he's had a lot of success at. Well, and I think one thing that, that's going to be kind of interesting about this race coming up, this new car, we saw it at Richmond not really be that, that good. Mm-hmm. We saw it at Gateway be phenomenal. And I think if you probably look at New Hampshire, it's somewhere between Richmond and Gateway. It is between in terms of size. Gateway's a mile and a quarter. Richmond's three quarters. We've got about a mile track here. But it's like Gateway in that one turn is a little bit wider than the other turn. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking if we get a Gateway race, it'll be pretty exciting. And you talk about Joey Logano. I won a Gateway, yeah. It was, uh, as uh, John Goulet has, mentioned, has told me, uh, Whenever we go to a first-time track, just bet Joey Logano because he seems to win it <laughs> every time. But, uh, you know, what I remember in years past, Jeff, uh, with New Hampshire, it was tough to pass, right? Do you think the new car is going to help that out? Well, and I again, think that's the big question. If Again, if we get a gateway, they're going to be able to go high and low. If we get a Richmond, eh, could be a little more of a single-file race. So I think there's a lot of question marks. And, and I think every time that we go to a track – for the first time with this next-gen car, I think there's going to be a learning process. I mm-hmm. think that makes it hard for the drivers and the teams. It makes it hard for us trying to tell people who they should go bet on, and it makes it really hard for our betters to go to the window because there's so many unknowns. Just like talking about the the lack of success for the Chevrolets. Well, I look at those those odds right there, and you're going to tell me I can get Chase Elliott at a plus 900, Ross Chastain at a 10-1, to 1, and Kyle Larson at a 12-1? to 1. It's really, really hard to leave... I mean, all three of those guys sitting on the board with those kind of odds, considering the fact there's like six guys ahead of them. You mentioned Kyle Larson. I mean, could you imagine at this point of the year last year, you're getting him at 12 to 1 uh, odds? You'd be jumping on that uh, in a heartbeat. Yeah, I wouldn't have given you anything that he'd only won one race at this point this year, too. Yeah, that's, that's... I mean, that's pretty shocking, too. Now, let's look at some of the longer odds on this week's race. We talked about a couple of the 100 to 1 guys, McDowell and Eric Jones. Chris Buescher, Bubba Wallace, Brad Keselowski, and Austin Dillon also are coming in at 100 to 1. And really, really big numbers on some guys. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is 250. Uh, and so Justin Haley he had a seventh place finish. He's also got a top three earlier this year uh, coming in at 250. Cole Custer, AJ Allmendinger, 250. Uh, I personally don't really see anybody on that, on the triple digit side, being able to pull off the upset. But you never know these days. Uh, the only ones that really kind of jump out with just speed, obviously Bubba Wallace. You know, we've seen him have some some good runs this year. Unfortunately, the pit crew hasn't lived up. They've had a lot of bad luck. Uh, another guy that uh, jumps out, maybe just with the experience, and since Isaiah is sitting uh, behind the glass, Brad Keselowski, who finished second here last year. Isaiah hates when I try to bet Brad, but obviously Brad's got the experience. He knows how to get around this track. You know, we're, I'm not saying bet it, but obviously it, it catches your eye a little bit. Well, Brad Keselowski's two, last two races at New Hampshire, a first and a second. Now, Brad Keselowski, the last two races at New Hampshire, driving for Penske. Yeah. So I think that's been sort of the, the the learning curve, if you want to call it. or I don't even know if it's a learning curve, but uh, it certainly has been some some bumps in the road for that entire Roush, Fenway, Keselowski 
racing team. So I, I see what you're saying about his experience, but uh, you know this is going to sound terrible. But there's also the old expression: you're not going to win the Derby on a mule. And I think right now, and I think they're going to get better. I think Brad is going to make that team better. I think Chris Busher is making mm-hmm. that team better. But I don't know that they're there yet. And I think that that it's probably going to take them a year of running this next gen car at these different racetracks and compiling their notes and say, well, what did we do well? What did we not do well? Before I'm ready to go jump in on the. It's kind of, it's like a learning curve with uh, Michael Jordan and, and Denny Hamlin, 23-11, uh, right? I think there was some of that last year. They were very fortunate you know, to get the one win with Bubba Wallace last year. That was actually, I think, the rain-shortened race at Talladega, which worked out in their favor. But I think they did get those notes. I think the other thing is you also bring in a driver for for, for 23-11. You brought in a driver like Kurt Busch, and Kurt comes in with such a wealth of knowledge, so much experience. And, and also, let's not forget – Kurt was one of the drivers who did the most testing of the next-gen car of any other driver out there. And I think when you combine what they learned last year, uh, Denny's expertise himself, uh, bringing in some of the veteran crew chiefs like they brought in, and that Kurt did so much testing of that car, I think it's all come together Mm -hmm. for 2311 racing. I'm not so sure yet that the RFK team has gotten right there where they need to be. Gotcha. So. But we'll see how that that works out. I mean, and I think that's going to be the one other thing that that we're going to start seeing as we get into the second half of the season. We are going to start going to a number of these racetracks for a second time. And I don't think you're going to always be able to look at what happened in the first race and base off of that because these teams are going to compile notes. And I think these teams will get better. So we'll see how that works out. Okay, when we come back on Gone Racing, it'll be time to start breaking down our top three. And we'll start talking about our head-to-head matchups for this weekend's race at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. watch any part of today's show or any past show check out the gone racing podcast it's free and available now at beeson.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts we give you all the latest news odds and everything you need to know to head to the betting counter before each nascar cup series race the gone racing podcast is free and available now at beeson.com slash podcast and while you're there catch up on all the other beeson shows as well jeff motley Wyatt Tomchek setting in for Brendan Gone or sitting in for Brendan Gone this week. My grammar's not very good today. I'm off to a rough start. So. How about the, this full circle? You know, back in college, I, I interned for you. Uh, you know, during the uh, races at Las Vegas Motor Speedway, and now I get to co-host with you. Yeah, that is pretty awesome. Yeah, well, if you guys don't know, Wyatt, gosh, it was about eight, nine. How, when, how long ago was that? Seven, eight, nine years ago? Yeah, somewhere around there. I don't yeah. know. I think I was still in high school when I first. You started. weren't even shaving, and now you have a beard. So <laughs> if, if that tells you anything, so. Um, but no, yeah, that's right. Wyatt was our intern uh, in the media center for a couple years during the races, and uh, now we're sitting up here elbow to elbow, or it's, we're socially distanced elbow to elbow. So, <laughs> all right, we're talking about New Hampshire this weekend, though this weekend's race. We're going to our top three. Uh, kind of mirrors our uh, our odds to win the race. Ryan Blaney is the big favorite on the top threes at plus 170. Kyle Busch, Joey Logano, plus 200. Martin Turks Jr., Denny Hamlin, 220. Chase Elliott, 250. Ross Chastain, 280. Kyle Larson, plus 350. Kevin Harvick, plus 400. Christopher Bell, 500. Tyler Reddick, 550, along with William Byron and Chase Briscoe. Kurt Busch, Daniel Suarez, Eric Almarola, plus 700. Alex Bowman, plus 800. 
we get into our double-digit guys, uh, Austin Sendrick, 13-1, to 1, Eric Jones, 25, and Chris Buescher, 25. And one thing I, I, I'll say, but, but, and I'll throw it to you for comment, uh, you know, we've seen a lot of of guys, like seeing each race, there's a double-digit guy almost that creeps in there. And then we didn't have that at Atlanta because we had very few double-digit top threes because I think everybody knew, as we said earlier, a crapshoot. You really <laughs> know what's going to happen. Well, here, you know, there's some guys that are double-digit numbers that it wouldn't surprise you if they snuck in there. No, not at all. I mean, like you said, there have been some some very impressive long shots that have made the top three. But I, I will say, you know, for our pit crew picks every week, this is always the market that's kind of tough for me. I, I We hit on it once with Joey Logano, but when I look at this, I'm like, one, the, the numbers aren't all that good. If you want to bet those first eight guys, eight, nine guys, just bet their groups. And, you know, so for the guys that I'm looking at here, top three that I might be interested in, I just look at what what uh, team they're running for, like an Alex Bowman with Hendrick and Eric Almarola with Stuart Haas, Daniel Suarez, you know, uh, guys like that that, you know, hey, if they get, you know, their stuff right, you know, they know they have top-tier equipment that they can potentially get in the top three. But this market is just so so tough for me personally to try to find that right pick. Well, and I think if, if, if Brennan here, we would be saying the same thing, that when you look at the odds to win your group – and in your group, you've only got to beat three three drivers. Mm-hmm. Here, you've got to you've got to beat thirty three other drivers to get into the top three. Now, granted, okay, ten of those guys are not going to you're going to beat them unless you blow an engine or get in a crash or something like that. But you're exactly right. I mean, now at the same time, I look at that and I see a plus three fifty on a Kyle Larson. I see a plus five fifty on Tyler Reddick and William Byron. Now. Those are guys that I'm not surprised when they run top three. In fact, I, I I expect them to contend for the win of the race. So I think those are are some really good numbers on a few of those guys there, um, maybe better so than their groups. But I don't think you could really go for the guys like a Ryan Blaney, Kyle Busch, Joey Logano. You're much better off to look into their groups. Yeah, and then as you mentioned with those guys, all those guys really had in common was they're all Chevys. goes to show what the odds makers are thinking about the Chevy drivers here in New Hampshire. Yeah, you're exactly right. Um, but there's a part of me that says two words, next gen. And I think next gen is sort of changed a little bit of that. And um, I think a lot of this is just based on history, uh, past results. And, of course, we've only – this is, what, the fourth consecutive year that we've only had one race at New Hampshire. So our number of data points has shrunk from when we were running two races there. So we've gone from two races to one race. We've gone from a, a, a one type of race car to this next gen car – I just think there's so many different variables right now that I think maybe there's a chance to to make some money on a flyer somewhere out there. All right, let's take a look at our, our driver head-to-heads. And um, Brent and I usually don't go through them one at a time. We just kind of look at them in, in a blanket. And uh, and I think there's some interesting numbers that we've got out there. Um, Kyle Larson is plus 120 against Denny Hamlin, and he's plus 120 against Martin Truex Jr., those two immediately kind of leap out at me. It's like they're that's part of that discounting the Chevys for the Toyotas. It's hard for me to see Kyle Larson sitting there at a plus 120 against Martin Truex Jr. and think, shouldn't it be the other way around? Yeah, I mean, you, you know, with obviously what we saw in years past with how well Kyle Larson is, you're like, oh, I got him at plus money against a guy. Truex is one. You know, it's kind of falling off just a little bit. You you want to jump on that uh, every day. Even, uh, you know, when I look at a, a Chase Elliott over Denny Hamlin. You know, we know Elliott's been on a hot streak here as of lately. And really what's hurt Denny, you know, he's got the wins, but he, 
has a lot of bad luck, has a lot of bad finishes. Like we saw at Atlanta, he just gets caught up in, in a lot of uh, unfortunate mistakes. So that's another one that I would be uh, keeping my eye on. Well, you keep your eye on Denny Hamlin anytime he's around Ross Chastain because you never know what's going to happen <laughs> these days. So, But, you know, you talked about Chase Elliott. He's the, he and Kyle Larson, exact same numbers. They're both 120 to Denny Hamlin's minus 140. They're both plus 120 to Martin Truex Jr.'s minus 140. And, and I, I think those probably, when I look at these driver head-to-heads, those are probably the two that leap off the page at me the most, or two. I say, I guess it's really a total of four, but it's two drivers there in Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson. I'm like, don't be discounting these Hendrick cars just because the Fords have dominated here at New Hampshire for the last four years. I, I'm not ready to throw the towel in on those Hendrick cars. You never, like I said, never discount Hendrick Motorsports, one of the greatest uh, uh, teams in NASCAR history. You, you always got to respect their value. Absolutely. All right, let's turn our attention over to our group matchups now. Group A is a, is a really a powerhouse matchup. It typically is. Uh, Ryan Blaney and Kyle Busch are both coming in as co-favorites at plus 260. Ross Chastain is a plus 280. And Joey Logano is the dog in that group at plus 285. Now, a couple things that jump out at me on this one. One is that Blaney and Kyle Blaney is a favorite over Kyle Busch to win the race and to get a top three but they're tied in their group. So it seems to me like there's a chance to to do something right there. Yeah, I mean, looking at that that group there, Jeff, I'm I'm kind of I don't really want I'm interested in Blaney and Bush. I'm really looking at that long shot of Joey Logano, you know, like, like And I that said, was my second point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. No, that's good. Yeah, but, you know, like I said Joey, you know, with a lot of success there and I can get him at a plus 285. That's a really nice number. Well, and that goes back to we're going to say okay. Are the Fords going to be dominant? Now, obviously, Ryan Blaney's in a Ford, too, and Joey Logano is his teammate, but you're getting a bigger number on Joey Logano there, plus 285. I do kind of like that. You might see that in the uh, pick crew picks. Yeah, you could see that in my picks, too, you know. And I've already made my picks, so I'm just saying. So is the pick crew, so we're, we're good. All right, taking a look at our Group B, Denny Hamlin and Martin Trix Jr., those two Toyota drivers that we were talking about just a little while ago. They're the co-favorites in that group at plus 250. And the two long shots are the other two guys we were talking about, Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott, both coming in there at plus 295. And this is, you know, like we said, if you're high on Hendrick here uh, in this race, this is a group that you you love to just bet Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott. Good, good odds there. Denny, like I said, you just don't know what you're going to get with Denny. A uh, lot of bad luck. I would kind of uh, go away from him. Martin, I, I would understand if you wanted to uh, – uh, to go with him, but if you really want, you know, like I said, if you're big on the Hendrick guys, you want to win a little extra money, uh, Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott are the two picks. I agree with you 100% on that, and I think when you look at them being long shots in Group B, so, so let me get this straight. Kyle Larson, the defending Cup Series champion, Chase Elliott, who's the hottest driver on the circuit right now with the most wins this year, are not only in Group B, but they're the underdogs in Group B. Bet, bet them, bet them. Better is the way I look at it. I think you should go. And look, you could probably make money if you bet both of them. You're going to win, lose one, but I think those two guys are better right now than, than what we're seeing out of Danny Hamlin, Martin Trix Jr. Are taking a look over at Group C, William Byron and Christopher Bell coming in at plus 250. Kevin Harvick and his teammate, the defending race winner, Eric Almarola at plus 295. Now, first off, I think Eric Almarola is in Group C because he won the race last year. Um, I also think that when you look at these four right here, William Byron has clearly been the class of the field among those four drivers this year. But Byron has struggled a little bit here the last few weeks and hasn't been quite as good. 
Yeah, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. You know, Christopher Bell's kind of had some some nice runs as of lately. And last year, looking at the results, he did finish second. So you know, he kind of knows how to get around the track. Obviously, we mentioned new car, but that'd be a guy to kind of keep an eye on. But uh, you know, I might be pit crew might be uh, liking that uh, Eric Almirola at plus two ninety five. I think you just kind of go on the experience that you know it's his last. Uh, season, full season in NASCAR. He wants to win. He knows how to win here. I think that they're going to really bring their A game. Well, I'd see a trend here because I believe the pit crew is on the Eric Almirola bandwagon because I believe your picks last week, you had Eric Almirola in one of your picks. Oh, he you? finished eighth and he didn't win the group. He finished eighth and he didn't even win his group. Don't you hate it when that happens? Oh, man. All right, a quick look at Group D. Alex Bowman, Chase Briscoe are the favorites at plus 250. Daniel Suarez and Austin Sendrick coming in at plus 295. I guess the really the only one here, uh, Jeff, would be Daniel Suarez. How how consistent and how uh, well he's driven this year. Uh, Austin Sindrick, no. Uh, Chase Briscoe, I probably wouldn't. And Alex Bowman, he's has been a little bit uh, inconsistent this year. So maybe Daniel Suarez in that group. One thing that sometimes Brendan and I like to talk about, we find these groups where you can make a case that everybody could win and everybody could lose it, and this might be that group. Okay, we come back. We got two more groups. We got the head-to-head props. Be back. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to our final segment of Gone Racing. Jeff Motley alongside Wyatt Tomchek sitting in for Brendan Gone this week. And we are talking about this weekend's Ambetter 301 at the Magic Mile in Loudoun, New Hampshire. And Wyatt, we're getting down to our final groups here. Our group E, Eric Jones and Austin Dillon are the favorites at plus 250. There's a lot of groups, by the way, that the two favorites are plus 250 and the two underdogs are plus 295. Kind of odd. Chris Buescher, Brad Keselowski, both coming in at plus 295. You mentioned the, the the odds there, how different they are from the top to bottom. I think that's why they're so tempting to have our picks this week in the groups. But, yeah, Group E, 
Only one I would I would consider, and uh, don't throw anything at me, Isaiah, would be Brad because of his, his of his experience. I mean, Austin Dillon, Eric Jones, I don't think they've had the consistency this year. Chris Busher's had a lot of trouble as well. That'd be the only one I could really vouch for. Richard Petty has experience too, but I wouldn't pick him if he was in the race. <laughs> I'm just thinking that experience is a little overrated, I think, yeah. in some of this. I, um, he is one that I probably don't have a strong feeling for. Again, I, I can see good and bad and – Everybody there. Our group F, Bubba Wallace, Cole Custer, A.J. Allmendinger, all plus 270. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is plus 275. I mean, you're really throwing a blanket over four guys that it's really kind of hard to uh, form a distinction between any of them. Yeah, like you said, you can make a case for every guy to win this group and for every guy to lose this group. And the only one I could really see, maybe just the motivation factor for Bubba Wallace. Obviously, you know, the pressure has been on him. Obviously, he wants to win, but he also has got to – Get the uh, the finishes at more at a more consistent rate. Obviously, changing the pit crew. That'd probably be the only one for me that I'd look at. It was interesting. You mentioned the change of the pit crew, and you know he kind of really got Christopher Bell's crew. Christopher Bell got his crew. And which one left the pits without a tire on last week? Christopher Bell. Hey, like it was, no one got suspended though. No, so because he never really got off, <laughs> he never got off the pit road. So, all right, let's take a look at our uh, our manufacturer props. I think I said head to head props when we went to break, but then again, I got no backspace key when you're on TV, so or radio or podcast or whatever it is. So you know it happens. You have a have a Freudian slip, if you will. Okay, our top Chevy prop, Chase Elliott's the favorite at plus 300. Ross Chastain is 350. Kyle Larson is 400. And then it's a pretty big drop there. Tyler Reddick, William Byron at 750. Suarez is 10 to 1. Bowman 11. And then a really big gap. Eric Jones is 50. Austin Dillon is 50. Stenhouse, Haley, Allmendinger all 100 to 1. Corey LaJoy, who was in the thick last week, he's 200 to 1. Uh, you know, the two things that get me is those are big numbers on Reddick and Byron in particular, and a pretty big number on Bowman. Yeah, you, like you said, William Byron, you know, has had some some good consistency this year and not some good consistency. Uh, Tyler Reddick is, you know, two weeks ago won a race at Road America. Uh, those are guys that uh, obviously pop on that board there with some value. And, you know, Alex Bowman. Alex Bowman, you know, I, I, I've been high and low on him. You know, he has had a lot of bad moments with Hendrick, but when he's on it, that team can run near the front. So is it going to be this race? You don't know, but at 11-1, to 1, that's a nice nice uh, price there. And Bowman's one of those guys that just seems like, here we are, 50 to go, and he's in the top 10. Mm-hmm. He's just always just – you don't hear from Alex Bowman all day long. There's 50 laps to go, and suddenly he's eighth, he's ninth. And, and the next thing you know, well, he made a good pit stop or he passed a couple cars or somebody wrecked in front of him or cut a tire. The next thing you know, oh, he's top five. There's 25 to go. Where'd he come from? He does that a lot. Well, as Kyle Busch kind of said, he kind of backs into wins with a little bit less uh, bad words than that, but that helped him out for uh, T-shirt sales. <laughs> but do you know what? you got to be in it to win it. That's right. And so, like, even when he won in Las Vegas, Kyle can say he backed into it all he wanted to. Well, he had to be there. You know, there, there was there was 35 mm-hmm. other guys out there that didn't back into that win. So, you know, I, I think you don't win these things necessarily by accident. You know, maybe you're out when the rain starts. You get a few, like, you know, Busher got a win like that. David Rudeman got a win. Bubba Wallace got a win like that. But at, at the end of the day, for the most part, if you're winning and the checkered flag is waving, you did something right to get there. All right, let's take a look at our top fours. Ryan Blaney, a big favorite there at plus 180. Joey Logano, plus 220. Kevin Harvick's plus 500. Chase Briscoe plus seven fifty, Eric Almarola plus nine fifty, and then we got big numbers. Austin Cendricks twenty to one, Chris Busher, Brad Keselowski at forty, and a bunch of guys uh, into triple digits. We don't really need to go into. I think they're pretty much saying it's going to d- come down between Blaney and Logano. Yeah, that's uh, wow. Ryan Blaney at plus one eighty. If you're if you're really high on him, just go bet him either to win the race or win his group. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I would stay away from this one. And then I'm looking at our top Toyotas. Kyle Busch, heavy favorite there at plus 220 with Martin Truex Jr., plus 260, along with Denny Hamlin. And then a big gap. Christopher Bell is 650. Kurt Busch, who has been the top Toyota a lot this year. Except plus, when we picked him last except week. Except when we picked him last week, which he was going to be the top Toyota, if not yeah. for Corey Joy wrecking. So it wasn't like he he ran himself out of that position. <laughs> uh, Kurt Busch is plus 900, and then Bubba Wallace at 50 to 1. Uh, this one here, it's, you know, I, I really don't see any value with the top three. I guess, it, you know, Christopher Bell uh, has had some good runs as of lately. As I said, that'd be the guy that uh, uh, catches my eye. But really nothing here on the official picks. All right. And one thing, we aren't going to worry about the uh, the odds to win the championship right now. They really didn't change any from last week. So we can move along. Unfortunately, we are going to talk about how we picked last week. And it was not good. It was just not good. Uh, it was embarrassing. In fact, uh, between three of us, 15 picks, Ofer. Ofer. That's the first time this year, right? That's happened? Ofer. It looks like my fantasy baseball team right now. Going Ofer. Nothing. You have Adolis Garcia, you know what I'm talking about for the last five games. But that's another story for another day. Um, no one did very well last week, although unfortunately with the white flag waving, we actually were doing quite well. Uh, Kurt Busch was going to be a winner. Denny Hamlin was going to be a winner. Um, there was a lot of winners out there until the end of the race. That's the tough part about uh, trying to uh, bet these uh, plate races. It's it's something that either you you know you do really well, you might hit a long shot like we were trying to hit with Ricky Stenhouse, or it's just yeah, let's just forget that week. Yeah, we're just going to move along and we're going to get to our picks for this week's race in Loudon, New Hampshire. Uh, Brendan's not with us, but Brendan did send in his picks this week, so I will read Mr. Last Place's picks. Hopefully he'll listen to the I called him Mr. <laughs> Last Place this week. Uh, Brendan is going all group picks this week. He's taking Joey Logano in Group A, Denny Hamlin in Group B, Kevin Harvick in Group C, Austin Dillon in Group E, and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. in Group F. You know, Brendan will probably get like three right because he's not here. Well, now you, know, you call him Mr. Last Place. You know, and then, you know in three races, all you know, of a sudden, he's now in first. But I'll tell you, if he gets three right, he will be here next week, and he will be on a booster seat talking about how well he did. So. <laughs> well, okay. the, we'll leave it to the pit crew. With the pit crew, I mean, Isaiah still, we've got to f- fix his uh, printing abilities. He did make it a little bit bigger, but uh, uh, my eyesight's not that good. So we're going to start that's, out here. Mar- that's, that's bigger than he printed it out for Brendan. Oh, I know. Brendan, times. it was like, yeah, Brendan, he went like yeah, 0.5 Brendan, five Brendan's in his mid-40s. It's a little harder for him to read these days. <laughs> so our, uh, our first pick, we're going to go with the uh, hometown uh, man, Martin Truex Jr. and one of his five hometown tracks, uh, plus 800 to win. Uh, we're high on Joey Logano to win Group A at uh, plus 285. Uh, Eric Almarola to win Group C at plus 295. Uh, going back with Truex to be the top Toyota at plus 260. And Kyle Larson, top Chevy, plus 400 for the pit crew. All righty. Well, we, we all need to try to get into plus numbers, so hopefully we're going to have a much better week this week. I don't take race winners very often. Kyle Larson is 12-1 to 1 to win the race. Can't leave him out there. I'm going to go Kyle Larson to win at 12-1. to 1. I'm going to go with uh, – and I don't do a lot of head-to-heads very often, but I'm going to do a head-to-head this week. I'm going to take Chase Elliott at that plus 120 against Martin Truex Jr. Just not really convinced that, uh, that Truex got – Got it going on this year. Chase Elliott, hottest guy out there. 
And my other three picks are going to be in the groups. Um, I'm agreeing with uh, – did you guys take Joey Logano in Group A? Did you do the Logano yep. pick? You Logano did, so, Group A. So guaranteed Joey Logano will not win Group A because all three of us are picking. Although the last time we all three picked the same guy was Austin Sendrick a couple weeks ago. We actually did cash in for Austin Sendrick. So I am going Joey Logano, Group A, along with the pit crew and with Brendan. Uh, group B, I'm going to go with Chase Elliott. I guess I'm throwing a lot of apples into the Chase Elliott cart. And then in Group C, I'm going to go William Byron. I just think he's better than the rest of those guys in that group. And I like William Byron. And, again, hopefully we will get ourselves into positive figures come next week. I hope, I hope you do well. So, Wyatt, we got about a minute and a half left. I want to say one thing. Loud, New Hampshire is one of the most beautiful places in the country that we go to race. Uh, the track has um, it, it has got an incredible history up there. We've had some amazing races. We've had tragedy at, at New Hampshire. We've had uh, some of the most exciting races ever. We've had a lot of drama. So I'm really looking forward that we're going up there to the Magic Mile. It's the one trip each year that they go up to New England. Great market for racing up there. Yeah, I'm excited. You know, with this uh, new car, we don't know how it's going to handle with the track. And we've seen some really fun races at tracks that necessarily weren't all that uh you know fun to watch in recent years so i'll be interesting to see i remember with new hampshire that it's it's really really tough to pass if i if i'm not mistaken so i want to see you know how how the car new car might make that a little bit better yeah you know one thing about new hampshire i guess it's kind of like calling it i call it martinsville on steroids because it's got the two long straightaways and as turns go they're fairly narrow like they're not nearly as wide and sweeping as say phoenix's turns or richmond's turns or even Gateway's turn, so I think that's going to be a little bit interesting to just see how they can maneuver a brand new racetrack with the next gen car. Uh, be interesting to see, and hopefully uh, it's a Martin Truex Jr. win. Well, there's going to be a lot of racing up there this weekend. I think that's the other thing that's going to be interesting. You got the Modifieds are going to be racing up there, which is one of the the great shows up in New England and the Northeast. And, and anytime you have the Modifieds, they put a little different kind of rubber on the track, so that could certainly make things a little bit more interesting, a little bit easier. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card. Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.